Rising Champions, a podcast about the mental side of sports, featuring inspirational interviews with young rising athletes about their quest to win their personal championships. Hosted by Dr. Jason Novetsky of Champion Mindset Group, alongside radio personality Kyle Bogie. Welcome into uh, another edition of the Rising Champions podcast. Kyle Bogey, Dr. Jason Ivetsky of the Champion Mindset Group uh, here. And uh, Doc, we got a couple of things that, that we can dive into uh, prior to just a, another interview with a young person that makes me marvel uh, because when I think about myself as a young man, I, I just, I didn't have it together. I, I didn't, <laughs> I was not as focused as some of these athletes are, but Reagan Sass is... I mean, you're really going to enjoy the conversation with her. Uh, Very mature for her age, all over it academically, athletically. Uh, So a a really, really good conversation that we're going to get to here in a little bit with Reagan. Yeah, Yeah. I'm so honored and blessed to be able to work with these amazing athletes uh, that I get to see each and every week and work with their teams. And and Reagan's just another example of somebody that comes from a really good family, that attends an amazing school, that's had some good mentors in her life and good coaches. So we're going to hear the ins and outs of what makes Reagan tick. So it's going to be a really fun interview to listen to. A lot of things going on, obviously, uh, here in the state of Michigan. We touched on it uh, on, you know, last week's episode of the podcast as well. But we'll we'll touch, uh, at least update people on the situation going on in Lansing. There was a rally over the weekend uh, to get winter sports uh, moving forward and and have a plan and just kind of figure that whole thing out. But uh, really quick, before we do that. Uh, there was certainly a, it was an eventful weekend in the world of golf uh, and any chance that we can uh, discuss golf uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and have a conversation, we're certainly going to, but Patrick Reed uh, ended up uh, notching yet another PGA tour win uh, over the weekend and did so in very Patrick Reed, uh, you know, fashion where there was controversy that was surrounding him uh, based on it was Saturday's round three. Um, yeah. in which there was a situation where ball goes deep into the rough. Uh, he didn't see it bounce. The official that was standing there said, no, the ball didn't bounce. So he thought it maybe it would be embedded. There was heavy rain, I will say. Um, yeah. No, they were playing embedded balls. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. who, who knows? But after looking at the video replay, the ball did bounce, meaning I think it's impossible for that ball to be embedded into the ground. He decides to just pick the ball up move it to the side, then call the official over to just confirm that the ball was embedded. But how can you even know just by touching the grass? And, I mean, I, I thought CBS went over the top. I didn't need to see a 25-minute rehash of it as they got on the yeah. air a little bit late uh, on Sunday. But he went on to win. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that he didn't deserve the win because he still played tremendous golf. He's won by, I think, like three shots. He was 13 under. Um, but – man, controversy just seems to surround this guy. And it leaves a bad taste in my mouth because you you wonder, so he kind of got caught in this one, but you wonder how many times that he's doing this and we don't even think about it, know about it. And there just aren't cameras around. That's true. You really don't know. I mean, Part of me wants to, you know, jump on the bandwagon and, and not like him either. Uh, we just don't know. I mean, he just kind of comes off as that kind of guy where it kind of might gets under your skin a little bit. Um, yeah, that situation was a little tricky. Um, 
Yeah. Why would he pick up the ball first? I don't know, because then there's that suspicion like, well, did you put it back and push it down into the ground? Uh, so, so we don't know what, what really happened. But, you know, the rules official came on air, said he did it right. And so we just have to take him at his word. I, the problem is he's got a history. So anytime yeah. something little pops up, he's going to be under suspicion. He's on double secret probation. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, and, and deservedly so, you know, I, yeah. the big thing to me was I, we've had, we both had embedded balls, you know, in mm-hmm. trying to pull an embedded ball out of the ground, it's usually wet, slippery. There's usually mud everywhere. And it can be kind of difficult to like pinch, you know, the ball with your fingers and rip it out of there. And he yeah. just, it seemed just grabbed the ball, picked it up, moved it to the side. Didn't really see any mud on it. Didn't really see it. You know, like it just, I don't know. Bizarre. And I, you, could, I, you could tell uh, Nick Faldo wasn't buying it. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. Nick. Yeah. He was not yeah. buying it. Cause he felt like, you know, if that ball bounced because we all saw it bounce on, on the replay, which, you know, yep. Patrick, we didn't see that, but we saw it. And so that ball could not have been that far into the ground after a bounce unless mm-hmm. it was in a mud puddle. And that grass was pretty thick to have a puddle in it. So I don't know. Controversy seems to follow him wherever he goes. But the fact is he was somehow able to block it out, still well, and uh, went on to win another tournament for himself. So See, good for that, him. That's, that's probably the most impressive part is he just seems to – thrive in these situations when everyone's hating on him everyone's mad at him and he just has this ability to use that and just say you know what i'm gonna go win this and pick up my 1.3 million dollar check uh you know to heck with all of you (laughs) yeah laughing all the way to the bank as they say (laughs) no there's no (laughs) doubt um so one other thing that i wanted to make sure that we at least uh, touched on a little bit because it seems to be a story that's just kind of evolving by the day here in the state of Michigan. And, you know, winter sports still not allowed, um, you know, to actually get going. There is no plan in place, but uh, there was a huge rally at uh, our state capitol this past weekend. Several people spoke, including actually a former Red Wing uh, and four-time Stanley Cup champion, Darren McCarty, right. uh, spoke right. on behalf of the uh, – the, you always have to say four-time Stanley Cup champion. There's not many of them out there. Right. Um, right. He spoke, uh, you know, on the stage and were several others as well, um, advocating for winter sports and why it's so important uh, for these kids to be able to just resume some normal activities. And, you know, again, we touched on it last week, but I, I hope that they can come to some sort of an agreement. I hope we can find a plan and move forward here because, I mean, I, I just I know me and I would have gone nuts. I would have lost my mind if I was being told you, you can't play. And it just doesn't yeah. seem to make a whole lot of sense at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're recording this and we should just let everybody know we're recording this on February 1st. So as of this moment, there is no plan to mm-hmm. move up the date that the tentative date anyway is I think February 21st, which essentially is the last part of the winter sports season at that point, unless they're going to push everything back. Yeah. But um yeah, it, it seems ridiculous at this point. I mean, we seem to know the precautions. Uh, tons of school districts and superintendents and athletic directors have created documents pledging what they will be doing. Uh, they want their kids to be able to play because their mental health is at stake here. I mean, these kids have been cooped up for far too long. Uh, we need to get them out there and compete and do some things. And if other situations and sports and activities can do it, then why can't winter sports? Uh, the data seems to speak for itself. 
Um, yeah, the rally was amazing. I, I saw pictures of it. There's a great Facebook group called Let Them Play or Let Them Play Michigan. I encourage people to jump on there and just support it uh, and, and keep it safe and keep it civil. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. I think that's what was great about that rally is everybody showed up. They wore their masks, uh, you know, at least 99% of them. I'm sure there were pictures of kids that didn't have them on from time to time, but I would say the most people did the right thing. It was peaceful. Uh, you had some great speakers. Kids showed up from all over the state of Michigan with their coaches and their teams and did it the right way. So hopefully, you know, the governor and everybody else will take this into consideration and find a way to allow these kids an opportunity to express themselves through the, the beautiful thing we call sport. Yeah, certainly uh, something that we'll, we'll continue to watch and you know, as things uh, evolve and, you know, things kind of change, maybe uh, certainly something that we can at least briefly discuss, um, you know, on the podcast until really until, you know, something changes. So uh, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll keep an eye on the situation as it uh, continues to develop. But uh, someone who, you know, was able to, after a couple of pauses, uh, complete her season, that was the Marion volleyball team went on to win uh, the state championship. And uh, we have, one of the members of that team, uh, Reagan Sass, joining us here uh, on the Rising Champions podcast. And I will say Sass is, is that's a great last name. There's some attitude, uh, you know, with it. In a good way. Some attitude, yes. you know, it, you can definitely tell that, um, you know, especially if she goes out on the volleyball court, I, I think there's a, a, a switch that gets flipped a little bit. Uh, and certainly that's part of what led her and, and Marion to a very emotional um, state championship win. Well, without further ado, let's uh, go ahead and get to Reagan. And by the way, uh, as always, these interviews are brought to you by Brand25 Media. If you have digital marketing needs or simply want to get your small business or Michigan business uh, up into the digital world and social media world, Brand25 Media, based in Royal Oak, Michigan, is your one-stop shop for all digital needs. Simply email Mike or Kyle at brand25media.com or simply visit the website brand 25 Media. Dot com. Okay, so Reagan, we really appreciate you joining us here on the Rising Champions podcast. I, I want to just jump in right away with something that is kind of top of mind, especially for, uh, you know, someone your age, because I, I think back to when I was your age and I was in high school. And if this, you know, pandemic and school being, you know, essentially shut down, athletics being paused, you know, all these things that have been going on um, had happened to me. I would have probably lost my mind just having to be in the house and not, you know, being able to do the things that I love to do. So I guess for starters, how have you gone about handling this entire year, the weirdness of, of everything that we have to deal with? Oh yeah. I mean, like it was really tough for sure. Like to begin with that first lockdown, like not being able to go and like train and do things normally. Our club season was cut short. Like we weren't allowed to do anything. And so like, those first few weeks were really tough because it was just like, you're just like sitting at home. You're like, am I going to be able to like do anything? Like, yeah, it was really tough, but um, we, our club started doing like trainings over zoom and my team would do like workouts over zoom. So okay. that was an easy way to stay connected. And then we, our club was like setting up sand volleyball and grass volleyball so like just to be outdoors so you're not like indoors like all packed together so that was that was nice it was good conditioning so from a social standpoint what what has it been like friends you know hanging out with people I mean has that been frustrating at all just not being able to be on that scene you know as much and around everyone all the time 
yeah, that's, that's really tough too. But, um, like even for Marion volleyball, like we had like the team role, like we all like quarantined together and only hung out with each other. <laughs> so that was just a good way to like keep everybody accountable and we're all like pretty good friends too. So that was easy just to like hang out with each other. Awesome. Well, Reagan, it's good to see you. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, one thing I definitely want to, um, dig into and talk to you about is, is recently, I mean, you guys just experienced uh, an amazing accomplishment at Marion. You won the state championship in volleyball, uh, despite having everything going on with COVID, you guys were able to stay focused and stay in shape and, and everything and still come together. Um, so talk us through, you know, the last few weeks of the season leading up to the playoffs and how'd you guys handle all that with all the restrictions in place and still have the culture and the game plan to, ultimately win the state championship? So after the regional final, um, we were all just like kind of waiting to play. And then we went into that second shutdown. We were all like, really? Like, we're just <laughs> right there. We only have a few games left. So we just, it was just like a period of just like waiting, not sure if we were going to actually like be able to play. And then when they like finally set out that schedule, we all like got back in the gym. We were all like really focused, really like prepare, mm -hmm. like, that momentum that happened after the regional final never really felt like it left. So it was easy to carry on. So talk us through the state championship and, you know, how did you stay focused? What were the mental skills that you used to help guide your team and push you guys through? Um, just like staying in the moment and not like just taking it one point at a time, not focusing on the future or like what's going to happen next, just staying in the moment and like being present and point by point. Awesome. That's good stuff. There's always though, like next level feelings and, and pressure that comes with, I never, I never played in a state, you know, championship game or event or match or anything like that. But um, I got to believe, was there a point for you at all, whether it was walking out for warmups, whether it was, you know, in the actual game, I don't almost overthinking a little bit, knowing the importance and, you know, everything that this entire thing meant and all the work that you've put in, was there a different level of pressure that you had to kind of push to the side and block out a little bit? I guess I didn't really start feeling the pressure until we like actually walked out on that court and like battle Creek. And there was like, like all these people around and like, obviously not that many cause we can have like a lot of people, but just like just this big arena and like, just the pressure started to set in like, whoa, like we really made it here. Like all of our hard work over the season and like waiting and lockdowns and practicing outside and like everything just like let up this moment. So there was definitely like a lot of pressure there. This, this might be an, an odd question, but I do wonder this year, unlike maybe in years past, do you feel like that this was – the closest team maybe that you have ever been on just because like you said, you were quarantining together could only hang out with each other. And just, you all went through this weird journey together. Did, was that, did, was there any of that going on where you just almost feel mo as connected with this team as you ever have? Yeah, this has definitely been the closest team I've ever been on. Like we all, it's like having like 14 sisters. <laughs> it's like, a lot of these girls are like my like closest friends. So just to be able to like play with them and like, it, I don't know, it's just, it was just amazing. And, and then on top of that, you guys had to deal with some adversity 
in a tragedy, you know, along the way, uh, unfortunately, the, the athletic director for Marion, uh, Mr. Feldman passed away uh, kind of in the middle of all that, right? Um, yeah. How did that impact the team? Did it bring you guys even closer together? And did you kind of rally around that? Yeah, he, we like learned the news of his passing, I would say either, I think it was one or two days before we left for Battle Creek. And like, it was definitely really hard, but I think all of us just sticking together and like saying like, all right, like this one's for him. We got to go out and we, we got to win this for him. Like that was like really special. And like, I think it just, it could have like tanked us and like we could have like crumbled under all the pressure, but I think we were able to rise above and like, just like go out there and like do it for him. What a great way to honor his memory. I know he meant so much to the school and to all the athletes that play at Marion. You also told me last week when I saw you about what you did for his, I think his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the state semifinal, it was a really close game. We ended up winning and uh, our head coach Mesa got a call from it was either a call or a text from his daughter, Jackie. And she was like, is there any way you can get me a ticket? Like, I just, I feel like I need to be there. So they were able to get her a ticket and she sat on the sidelines with us during that state final game. And then we all rushed in when we won. And then um, Mesa had Jackie go up and accept the state trophy, which was really special. And then we all just like huddled around her with like our hand on the, trophy and she, we were all in the huddle and she was just like I know you would be so proud of you and like we there was not like a dry eye like we were all super like teary-eyed and it was just a really special moment that's amazing what a great way to tribute and uh and like I said honor that memory that that's something you guys will never forget yeah for beautiful sure. thing uh, really so one one thing I think is interesting and, I, and this is probably more of a Kyle type led question than usually something <laughs> well, I would ask <laughs> you'll see uh so your sister plays golf mm -hmm. correct and yeah. she played on the on the marion state championship team and now you have a state championship so how's that rivalry going i mean like as soon as she won her state championship this year i was like all right like she cannot like she like we're always like pretty competitive with each other so it was like like you cannot have this over me like now like <laughs> we have a chance to win like i have to win like i have to one up you so <laughs> see kyle wasn't that a question you would normally if, ask if you meet what you meant by that was that you know it was a great answer then yes 100 percent. that's a kyle question right there <laughs> <laughs> that is that, i mean sure. and, and that's that so funny cool. i i gotta believe from an early age that was just how it was going to be that that rivalry just kind of you know even though you're off in you know different paths you, yeah. you never want, you know, your, I have two brothers. You never want them to be better at anything than you. And you want to be able to accomplish more. Yeah. You want to be able to talk about it, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like bragging rights. Yeah. So, Reagan, in addition to playing for Marion, you play club volleyball, which uh, is also very competitive. Uh, you play for Michigan Elite, the Mizuno team, which I know is one of their higher level teams, correct? Yeah. And so tell us about that experience and what's going on now and, and what does that help you do for your future and your goals? Um, I would definitely say club is a little bit more competitive than high school just because you have like all these like high level girls like in your own age group and then you go out of state and you play like other girls. So it's not just like in your own state. It's like mm -hmm. you're playing like everyone like 
pretty much everyone in the country. So that's definitely like, it feels like a lot more like high level. So yeah, it's also like a good way to like prepare for college because I know like a lot of college coaches go and to these club tournaments to watch like girls play. So. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about the, the pressure of playing, you know, in a state championship game and, you know, trying to block that out and not think about it too much, but it's a totally different kind of pressure when you're thinking about your future and there's, you know, a scout from, you know, Michigan state or Michigan or, you know, whatever school might be just sitting there watching you. Uh, how do you go about handling that and staying within yourself, not trying to overdo it or, you know, do too much to impress them, but, you know, certainly you want to make sure you're making a good impression. Yeah. If I like sense that one of them is there, like it just, instead of like focusing on them, I feel like focusing on like, oh, like this coach is here, this coach is here. It kind of like takes away from like the game that you're supposed to be playing. So just like being present, like I talked about, like in the uh, state final game, just like being in the moment, like tuning out everything else that's going on because ultimately the one goal is to like win the game that you're playing, so. Right. And that's exactly what we worked on together was learning how to be more present and using routines and good self-talk and and good body language, which I know was a a little bit of an issue for you when you were a little younger and making sure you you maintain that that neutral and positive body language and not say those choice words out loud either uh, and things like that. And she swears like a sailor. Kyle. <laughs> you and I can get along then. <laughs> that's right. That's right. right. Not, so not on this thing, podcast, though. Not on no, this no, podcast. family show, family show. Yeah. Both of you keep it clean. Um, so one thing I think is interesting that um, Reagan has done is she's done some volunteer coaching uh, in the past. And I know that was really special um, experience for her. And it was right before COVID hit. And I think you kept doing it for a little while, as long as you could. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that experience and how did, how did that impact you, not just as an athlete, but more as a person? Yeah, so me and my uh, teammate, Ava, she's on my high school and club team. Um, we went and we coached uh, Covington Middle School's um, seventh grade volleyball team. And actually, the head coach of the seventh grade team is uh, Leon Braystead, who, mm-hmm. who coached my sister for uh, Marion University. Golf. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a great way to um, find more of like a leadership opportunity and like just to be able to like teach the sport that I love to like girls that like are interested. And um, even this year, like me and Ava are doing it again with um, the current seventh grade team. And Leon told us that there were a lot of like um, there was like a high turnout of eighth grade girls that went to go. Um, try out for volleyball and like play on the team. So just to be able to make an impact and like spark interest in volleyball amongst those girls was really special. And that really touched me. Yeah. What a great way, what a great way to leave a legacy and, and, and really pay it back uh, to what you've, you've experienced and, and incite girls to, to want to take up a sport that you love so much. That's, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Good for you. How much of a, a correlation have you noticed between handling your athletic career, your schedule, you know, being able to be all over that and and be busy, but also kind of see that seep over into being organized and being 
um, a great student as well. I feel like there's always a lot of cross promotion. If you're, you know, the busier you are as a person, I think the more successful and organized you're going to be as a person. And I do think that sports, you know, for, for people out there that maybe don't understand, um, you know, what it's like, sports certainly can have that positive effect, you know, as it pertains to your academics and just, you know, making sure that you're on top of everything. Yeah, I definitely have a busy schedule. I mean, Marion's a really tough school, but I'm like really blessed to be able to go there just because the academics are so good there. Um, but like being able to find like just time management is super key and like being able to like balance volleyball and sports and also like doing coaching as I talked about and stuff like that. Like there's definitely like, and you like can't fall behind either. Like as soon as you fall behind, like you're like definitely in trouble. So just being able to like keep on track and like stuff like that. Yeah. So you, you well, speak very well. You're, you're attending uh, a, a great, you know, school in Marion. You certainly excel on the volleyball court as well. What, I mean, in your coaching as well. So, so what are, I guess, some of your goals? What are some things that maybe you're thinking about, um, you know, as you move forward and as you continue to, to mature that, that you really want to hone in on and, and some things you want to achieve? Um, I definitely um, want to like maintain like the four, like a 4.0 GPA that like I currently have, like that's really important to me. Academics are super important just to like be able to prepare myself for the future. So that's definitely like a super like main goal of mine and just being able to like stay on top of my classes and like um, be able to also excel in volleyball, like are all definitely very important to me. Well, you certainly seem like you have a good perspective on things and um, well-rounded, you know, athletic, academic, social, community focused, giving back and volunteering. Uh, you know, we, we, we say this every now and then, Kyle, but, you know, here's another athlete that's uh, the complete package, uh, you know, that we have on this show. We've only had probably a few that we've said that about. So it's uh, pretty clear that that's what's going on here with Reagan. Yeah, I, I did not. I mean, go back to 16, 17 year old me. I was not um, I, I was not as focused uh, <laughs> uh, as you were, I don't think, and, uh, or as organized or, you know, could speak as, uh, as eloquently as you. So. We very much appreciate that. And, uh, of course, you know, best of luck in the future. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly be rooting for you. We appreciate you being on, and um, we look forward to the great things in the future. So, thanks. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rising Champions podcast. Please subscribe and join us again next week for another episode.